1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 to 27. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptised by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason start being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honourable, we treat with special honour. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honour to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honoured, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is part of it. Good morning again, friends. It's a privilege to be with you this morning. I look forward to a time where we can meet in person. Before reflecting on the passage this morning, I want to tell you that BMS are praying for you and for churches like yours that are part of the wider BMS family as we join together in obeying God's commands during these challenging times to make him known in the world. Together, as the body of Christ, um, as a result of faithful prayer and support, we have seen the church around the world, the global body of Christ, of which you are a part, respond in sacrificial and transformative ways. And we have seen so many people come to faith in Christ and grow in their faith in Christ as a result. We have seen examples of the local church stepping up in countercultural ways and sacrificial ways to demonstrate God's deep love and compassion to their neighbours, regardless of social, cultural and religious differences. <clears throat> Barriers have been broken down and people have shared the trials that the global pandemic have brought. And yet, in this time of pain, and loss, of time of anxiety and uncertainty, of stress and frustration, we hold on to the truth that we have a God who is faithful and who cares deeply for us, his children, 
and who will never forsake us. We may need to practice physical distancing, but we have a God who is never far from our side, going before us and surrounding us and offering us peace in the midst of trial. So moving on to the passage that we've read from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Paul's analogy between the church and the human body is interesting, but not altogether uncommon for his time. It's a very visual image, something that we can all relate to. We all have bodies. However, the way Paul uses the analogy, whilst being recognisable to his hearers, is somewhat different as well. His readers will have heard um, people referring to the body when speaking about maintaining public order and peace in Paul's context, normally encouraging people to stay in their place, their subordinate place often, not to disrupt the social order, keeping people in their places with clear social distinctions and hierarchies. However, Paul's use is somewhat different of the analogy of the body. While speaking clearly about the unity of the church, he's promoting, celebrating diversity within the social order of the church. He's really pushing the boundaries, highlighting the importance of the parts which may have been looked down on, and clearly stating the need for interdependence, a move towards greater equality and deeper relationality between those who would have been seen as different, Jews and Gentiles, slave and free, or of lower value. It's a strong challenge to those who may have been regarded as in positions of power, of authority, and therefore looked up to, and a source of tremendous encouragement to those who may not have been valued or respected even within the church. And as such, it remains a strong message for the global church today. Have we, wherever we are, viewed our place in God's plans differently to the way God might view them? Have we become self-sufficient, assuming we have more to offer than we do, assuming that we have more to offer than we have to receive from other parts of the body of Christ. Or conversely, that we have less to offer than we actually do to the health and well-being of the global church. In any case, all the old markers of identity should no longer divide the community of faith in Christ. Christ unites us and does away with the social divisions not by saying we're the same or that we have the same roles or the same functions, but that we are to become one in all of our diversity, one body with many parts, all in support of one calling to be the church in a hurting world. By the Holy Spirit, we are united in Christ in that one body, a metaphor for unity, but also a spiritual reality. When we are in Christ, we become members of the one body of Christ, 
Together we make up something much bigger and more effective and more powerful than the sum of all our parts. We're not simply a group of individuals doing our own thing within the mission of God, but we are a collective, a family, each needing the other parts to enable us to be all that we can be and to be used by God in the way that he wants to use his church in his world. I'm sure that within Shirley Baptist Church there are many, many people who quietly get on with serving the church and the community in ways that many will never hear about. Being faithful to their calling in the same way that the leaders of the church, who may be more often up front, are faithful to their calling. I think it's less about the actual role that you as an individual play in your church and in your community. It's more about your faithfulness to live out the calling God has placed on your life, that individual unique calling. Shirley Baptist Church would not be all it could be without each of your unique contributions, because being the church is about interdependent relationships we have with each other. No one is worthless or unimportant in God's economy. We all have our place to, to play, our role to play, and are invited to participate in being the church, warts and all. We're not perfect, but we strive to be faithful, to be called to be the church. Today, you might be feeling like you don't really have that much to offer to God's mission. That's not true, and this passage clearly states that. It may be that you don't see your place in the wider body of Christ, or that you feel your role isn't important, or you're not sure what gifts you really have to contribute. This passage should be an encouragement to you. Ask someone you know and respect to help you see the gifts that you bring to the church, to the community, and the way that God can use you to touch people's lives. I wonder if now, more than ever in recent history, it's easier to see ourselves in the way that the Apostle Paul describes the church as a diverse, multicultural, multi-ethnic, multilingual, interdependent body, the global church. It's a small world we live in now, isn't it? We're so connected. Thanks to technology, we're able to be even more connected to our sisters and brothers around the world, as well as around the corner than ever before. The church has needed to adapt to new realities very quickly in order to continue being the relational community it's called to be. Necessity, they say, is the mother of invention, and we are seeing that today. While many of us may not be able to physically meet or to travel to visit our mission personnel or partners around the world, we have worked really hard to maintain and even build on the relationships that enable us to be the church. We continue to be the church even if many of our activities are currently on hold. 
It will be important that we learn lessons from this time, however hard it may be at the moment. And in the same way that parts of the human body are in interdependent relationship with other parts of the body, so too is the church. The body of Christ should be understand, understood as a set of interdependent relationships, both within the local church and on a global scale. And it is God himself that is our model. The Trinity, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, are the perfect model of interdependent relationship. Self-giving, sacrificially giving, loving, being in community, each having its specific role, but unified. This is our model. And we, the church, are a window through which people see the God we profess to follow. A model for how humanity is to relate to each other. To paraphrase Croatian theologian Miroslav Volf, practices disclose the God Christians actually worship better than anything they or their holy books say about God's character or command. In other words, actions speak louder than words. How our body functions is on display. How we treat each other, the parts that are visible and honoured, <clears throat> and the parts that are hidden and out of sight, is evidence of our own transformation and our own worship of the living God. It is so encouraging to see Shirley Baptist Church taking its calling very seriously in regards to mission, both on its doorsteps and around the world. You feel the pain of our Lebanese brothers and sisters, as well as many, many others around the world. You have a global perspective and are willing to join in Christ's suffering with other members of the body of Christ. And while there is strength in unity, we must also acknowledge our weakness, our frailty, our vulnerability. And again, perhaps more than for a long time, we have had to come to terms with this. We've entered uncharted territory. We didn't have a map or our usual GPS systems to guide us. Many of us have felt lost, lonely, disturbed and uncomfortable. And yet amidst this, we hold on to the truth that God is not only faithful, but is at work within and through the very weakness we may be tempted to push against in an effort to appear strong. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 12, um, verses 7 to 10, Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, 
in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. The church around the world is suffering. It's experiencing hardship and persecution and insults and pain. And yet in that weakness, God's power is made perfect. BMS and other mission agencies are working in some of the most challenging and impoverished parts of the world, seeking to bring life-giving and hope-bringing transformation to individuals and communities in the name of Jesus, inviting people to become part of the body of Christ, to share in its blessing and to join in its suffering. We are in an amazing position of responsibility as BMS to help bridge some of the distance between the church around the world in some of the most marginalised and least evangelised places on the planet to enable the church in the UK to engage and play its part in learning from and supporting the diversity that is the global body of Christ. Through your support of BMS and others, you uphold parts of Christ's body, the church, and in turn are upheld by them. It's a dance, an expression of mutual love and interdependence. We've been humbled by partners around the world um, contacting us, saying they're praying for the church in the UK as it experiences um, the, the challenge and the pain of the pandemic. Your faithful support to BMS has enabled us to respond in unprecedented ways. We have, as a result of the generosity of UK Baptist churches, been able to give far more relief grants this year than ever before in our history and have supported such diverse responses to the challenges of the COVID-19 pandemic around the world. Many, many lives have literally been saved, improved and transformed as a result of medical care, of food distribution, of public health messaging, of livelihoods programmes, of discipleship making movements that we support and in many other ways as a result of us recognising that we are part of the global body of Christ and have a responsibility to our sisters and brothers. When one part suffers, we all suffer. When one part celebrates, we all celebrate. We're all in this together, my friends, and we have seen the church clearly demonstrate this around the world. And Shirley Baptist Church is an important part of that global response. So thank you for your support, for being faithful to your calling, to be the people of God who are prepared to make a difference in the lives of countless people around the world who you will never meet, but who now have the opportunity to experience the love of God in Christ because you believe in the power of God through his global and local church. Each with our important roles to play in strength and in weakness all totally reliant on the Spirit of God who calls us, unites us, envisions us and uses us to build God's kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. 
May we be the body of Christ we are called to be. May we serve together, grieve together, celebrate together, learn and grow together, and together reflect the love of God to a broken and hurting world as our act of worship to the almighty God that we serve.